We'll go ahead and uh, dismiss our junior church back. As we've uh, been going through this series on Thanksgiving, I don't know if you noticed when you got here today, but there's Christmas decorations up. And uh, some kind soul or souls came and, and did all that. and So thank you to whoever did that. I uh, appreciate that. It was beautiful. I um, just walked in this morning like, oh, it looks so nice. So thank you. And thank you, Meemaw, for reminding me. <laughs> we, we are going to kind of wrap this up a little bit today. I really transition it into, like I said, a, a, a kind of a thought of generosity because I really believe Ultimately, they just go hand in hand, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do that today. I'm gonna give you some verses. Um, I uh, did not put the the main verse in the computer today, so it's gonna be Second Corinthians nine, Second Corinthians nine ten through fifteen. If you want to look that up, and uh, I'm gonna open us up with a word of prayer. God, thank you again uh, for being in our midst. God, uh, thank you for all the things that Brian just shared, Lord. That we need to know your voice, God. Um, there, there are so many things uh, speaking into our life and speaking things that aren't true. God, so I pray that you just give us a desire and a hunger for your word. God, a desire to, to draw near to you, God. And let your voice be the voice that rises above all others. Help us to have that heart of, of just thankfulness. God, help us to be generous people. You've been so generous with us. God, thank you for your love. Thank you for Jesus. In his name, amen. So, uh, you know, if we went around the room and uh, we were asking everybody, you know, how has God blessed you? Everybody would probably have a lot to say. Um, just so many different avenues we could run with that thought on, you know, from from health and wealth to just, you know, being able to get up out of bed. <laughs> um, so many ways that, that we see God's blessing in our life. And, you know, the, the thing is, uh, in, in, in our mission with Jesus, uh, God doesn't just bless us with those things for ourselves. You know, I, I hope you recognize them. I hope you enjoy his blessing and his provision but we've we've been put on mission, right? We're we're here to make disciples and to impact the world around us. This city on a on a hill, right? That can't be hidden. So what we've been given is is really there to utilize um, for for others. You know, again, we we get to benefit from it, but we need to be thinking about and looking at others, and so we can meet the needs of others because God's been so generous with us. And so I want to read this verse to you. And uh, then I want to just talk about it a little bit. Uh, it says, Second uh, Corinthians nine ten through fifteen. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgiving to God. 
By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others. While they long for you and pray for you because of the, because of the surpassing grace of God upon you, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Well, a powerful uh, passage, you know, uh, just talks about the, the fact that we're called to be generous, we're called to look after the needs of others, and the result of that is bringing thanksgiving to who? To God. You know, I, I, I have been there, I've seen it time and time again, when someone who doesn't know God or you know, has kind of got big questions about God, see the way a saint acts and is like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that for me? Why would they do that for them? You know, and, and so uh, from the world standard, it's very irrational, right, to give uh, for the most part. Uh, not when maybe you see a need, but I mean, I'm talking about generosity, like just giving when, when it doesn't make sense, giving when no one else would, giving when you don't really have it to give. Part of the upside-down kingdom. And so out of, out of this generosity, it inspires thankfulness. You know, I, and I hope it inspires thankfulness in you that you're in a place that you can do that, you know? And then, I, and then the, the ultimate thing, I, I hope, is that whoever is receiving, man, I hope they give thanks to God. We had a, I don't remember which revival preacher said this, um, but it's been a couple years, I think. And he was saying, you know, when you're doing something for someone, for the purpose of God, you know, always add in that tagline, I'm doing this in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's something, since he said that, I've tried to pick up and do that um, because then there's no mistake about what you're doing. You're not getting it for your own glory. You're not doing it for, for them to pat you on the back and thank you, thank you, thank you. You're making sure to give credit where credit is due. And they can't deny what you're doing. And so making sure we're, we're, we're speaking that in the name of Jesus in, in our generosity. And it's a, it's a slick, cyclical thing. It, it's round and round. You know, it just, it kind of keeps growing in your heart uh, the, when you, because this is just something I, I really feel like you just ultimately have to experience. And, you know, in our, in our world, like we work hard. Um, and sometimes I think when we have that mentality, we work hard, we've earned it. I bought that. I saved up my money. I, whatever. And, and we cling to things, right? I've, I've been surely guilty of that. Um, we cling to things and we hold on tight, even though, you know, again, if we said one of those big phrases, hey, you ain't taking none of it with you, we'd all be like, yeah, you're right. But we still, man, we just hold on to things sometimes. Sometimes it's money, sometimes it's possessions, whatever it is for you. And we have this entitlement thing that happens inside of us sometimes. But God gave us all these abilities, God gave us life. He breathed into us. And the Christian is supposed to kind of take the stance that everything I have is God's. And the word used isn't owner, it's steward, right? It's steward. And, you know, in a, in a theological belief, that just means we're responsible for the world and our Christian beliefs. It means that God has entrusted us with several things, time, talents, resources, and they're all ultimately His. And that's a nice, fun thing to say in church that we can all amen. But it's a whole nother ball game when I'm out there. 
and I've just sat down at the dinner table with my family and someone's called and needs me to come. Or when I saved up and I got this tool that I just love and it's in good shape and I know, I know if I loan it out to Jamie Sapp, it's coming back broke. Really, that's me. I'm just on him. And we do that, right? We just like, ah. We just get this thing going on because we're humans. And we got to constantly remind ourselves that God has, has been so generous with us and he's allowed us to be stewards over all the things he's given us, including our very life. We get the choice, right? Freedom. We get to choose. And I hope that you choose thankfulness. I hope you choose generosity. There's a little illustration from Greg Laurie's book, A Time to Worship, and uh, I'll, I'll read it to you. It just kind of illustrates the point. It says, I read a story of a woman who had, who had finished her shopping and returned to her car to find four men inside it. She dropped her shopping bags, drew a handgun from her purse, and with a forceful voice said, I have a gun and I know how to use it. Get out of the car. Those men did not wait for a second invitation. They got out and ran like crazy. The woman, understandably shaken, quickly loaded her shopping bags and got into the car. She just wanted to get out of there as fast as she could, but no matter how she tried, she could not get her key into the ignition. And then it hit her. This isn't my car. (laughs) She looked, and indeed, her car was parked about four spaces away. She got out, looked around to see if the men were near, loaded the bags into her car, and drove to the police station to turn herself in. The desk sergeant, after hearing the story, nearly fell out of his chair laughing pointed to the other end of the counter where four men were reporting a carjacking by a woman (laughs) with glasses and curly white hair less than five feet tall and carrying a large handgun. No charges were filed. We do that though, right? It's it's mine and I got to protect it and I got to keep it. And and, uh, man, I I know I sure do. If if you don't struggle with that, I do. So you can just pray for me. Um, And it's it's all going to go away at some. It's just a material thing, you know. And I know there's value in, in things, but not, not compared to eternity, not compared to our mission that we're on with Jesus. You know, Jesus tells us the story in Mark of the rich young ruler, right? And I've referenced this so many times because what a moment. And sometimes we leave ourselves out of this story because we're like, well, I don't have great wealth, so Jesus wasn't talking to me. <laughs> you know that's not true. You know, it carries over into other things. And when that guy approached Jesus, Jesus knew what the struggle was, and he called him out on it. And unfortunately, the, the story didn't end well, you know. It says he, he left sad, pretty much, because he couldn't give that stuff up. And what is it for you, you know, that you cling to, that you can't give up, that we all need to be on our knees about before God, that he walked away ejected? And sometimes we just hold so tightly to our stuff that we miss out on obedience to God. We miss out on that opportunity uh, to impact someone's life because of something that we're clinging to. We don't recognize that as we give to others, God gives to us. That's the thing, you know. Uh, I, I've, I've heard this all my life, and I know it's true. You can't outgive God. You can't outgive God. And it's not always monetary things, but man, God provides. And he, he provides in amazing ways that we never even thought of. And he takes care of our needs. Always, always, always. Just this week, a friend of mine had a comforter stolen. They, they had a, a large comforter and they went to a, a laundromat. 
and uh, they washed it, and then I, I believe it was in the dry cycle, and they stepped out for a minute. Someone came in and took it. And, you know, her response was, I pray that they really needed it. But if they would have just asked, I would have given it to them or I would have bought what they needed, you know. And, and I hope that's our heart uh, because, you know, the Bible talks about that. If, if someone asks for your tunic, give them your cloak too, you know, on the extra mile and all that stuff. I, I remember uh, Whitesburg, and I may have shared this before, but uh, we, had, we had just bought, uh, and this is when it was fancy. Now it's normal. But the, uh, we just bought a wireless mouse and keyboard for our computer, and that was a big deal because um, they used to all be wired. Um, and now everything's wireless. But then it wasn't, so it was expensive. And so someone took the sensor and the mouse, and they left the keyboard. And I was so angry that they left the keyboard. Not that they took the stuff, but they left the keyboard, you know. And so when I got a chance to preach, of course, I lashed out. I was like, hey, come back and get your keyboard, because that's what Jesus tells me to tell you. Um, but being generous, that it's, it's not our stuff. Uh, you know, we've had stuff taken from us, and then God's put me in the hot seat to test me. You know, are you going to continue to give even though someone doesn't deserve it? Because I've given to you when you didn't deserve it. And people have been so generous with me. You know, I just, as I was preparing for this, I was just thinking about all the ways. Man, there's so many people in this church that have, have done stuff for my family time and time again, whether it's showing up to help or money sometimes or tools sometimes or just whatever. I mean, we have been so blessed by people in this congregation. And so I know that ultimately, I know we have a generous heart here. I know that. I know that. But sometimes we pat ourselves on the back and think it's, it's, it's enough. And I'm just, I'm challenging you this season as we move forward. And again, not shifting your thoughts for a month because it's Christmas time or thankfulness because it's Thanksgiving time, but really shifting your life to where you're on this track, to where you're walking this road of being a thankful person, of being a generous person. And not so that we get back, but that's how God works. He provides every single time. Even if he calls you to give the last penny, he provides every single time. And the only way to ever experience that real provision is to step out on faith. We can talk about it all day, and it sounds churchy and good, but until you actually do that, until you actually give to that level, you're never going to experience it, or you are, depending on where you're at with it. You want to see God lavishly pour out into your life? Then lavishly pour out into others. I've written checks before when I knew I had the money, and I've written checks before when I knew I didn't. It's a different ball game, right? <laughs> when you start dipping into that sacrificial land and like, oh God, I got to trust you here because I don't have, I don't have this, or I don't, I can't do, but God can. And as we go through these seasons, I pray that this is just a spiritual transformation for you. You know, when, when uh, our, our culture uh, emphasizes, and it will never stop emphasizing stuff and happiness, and you got to get the newest, greatest, and, and again, I fall victim to that sometimes for sure. And Jesus calls us out of that culture. He calls us into that place of trust uh, because we've been so blessed to bless others. And it doesn't have to come out of wealth. I mean, honestly, uh, some of the more generous people I know, not, not every time, but they don't, they're not the wealthiest people I know. You know, we can give out of limited means because we're not just talking about money. There's lots of ways to be generous. But when Paul talks about this, he uses words like abound and increase and enlarge and overflowing and surpassing 
grace. And when we abound in generosity, thankfulness is the natural response. And again, what we're hoping is that by my actions and your actions, we're pointing people back to Jesus. That's why I want you to be cautious of how you even like how we approach it when we're when we're generous. Like I love what that guy said that day when he said, hey, make sure you say in the name of Jesus, because then it takes it off of you and people know who you're doing it for. And I forget that sometimes and I leave that part out. But God is increasingly generous to us. We see it in his creation. He blesses those who are following him and he blesses those who don't. Right. I mean, it, it, it's not a div- it's not a deserving thing. He's just a generous God. And as we're transformed into his likeness, how can we not become that? How can we not see things through those eyes and handle our time and money and resources the way he would? That's a prayer I, I encourage you to pray and I often pray is, hey God, how would you, how would you handle this moment? How would you handle this gift? How would you handle this day? And let me walk in that. And the more we do that, the more we realize how good God's been to us, the easier it is to walk in this generosity. And then that the trust builds. And, and like I said, it's just an ongoing circle of maturity, honestly, um, to where we're just growing into something. We're growing into a person who understands what's coming, understand why we've been given everything that we've been given here, and, and we walk in spirit. And we respond in spirit. And we're not afraid to give to the last penny, if that's what God asks. We're not afraid to stand before Jesus if he said, sell it all right now and give it to the poor. Because we know he'll make up for it. He'll provide and he'll carry us through in a way that we never thought of. So how I wanted to close out this series today, I just have a, a uh, section of scripture here. I'm just going to read it. I'm going to go fast. I don't want you to look it up. If you want to look back over it later, uh, you can write down the references. Or I can just like email it to you real quick or text it to you or anything else if you want them after we're done. But I just want you to listen for a second. Listen to the words of each of these verses. First Chronicles 16.34, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Colossians 3.15, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Colossians 4.2, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. First Corinthians 1.4, I always thank my God for you because of His grace given you in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 9.11, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. 1 Timothy 4, 4-5, for everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. Thessalonians 5.16-18, rejoice always, Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not be anxious about anything, Philippians 4, 6-7, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
Jonah 2, 9, but I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good, and I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. Psalm 28, 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts, and with my song I give thanks to him. Psalm fifty fourteen. offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving, and perform your vows to the Most High. I've been so thankful for this series, and I'm not just saying that because it's about thanks. It's, it's really helped me because um, it's easy. You know, again, I, I really appreciate all the things Brian was saying about the voices around us because, man, they are loud and they are constant and they don't ever stop. And, you know, it just hits us sometimes, right? And we get distracted and we, and we get off track. And so always coming back to that place, the renewing of our mind in the Word of God and listening to the shepherd's voice is so key. And there's tons and tons more of Scripture talking about being thankful. And so I really hope that it has just made an impact on your heart and that even in the toughest times, there's things to be thankful for. And as, as we move forward and as, as we look to, to where we're headed and, and just becoming a people of gener- generosity, you know, and again, I already know that's true about Cross Plains. I know it because I've experienced it. But let's never sell God short either. He might want to do more through you. And so we just want to listen to that and we want to obey his voice and we want to move in spirit. I love you, church, and uh, looking forward to a Christmas season together and looking forward to all that God's going to continue to do in, in the people here. So let's pray. God, thank you for this body of believers, each person out there. I, I just, name after name, face after face, I can, I can just think of moments to be thankful for with each person. Words of encouragement, cards, showing up at the right time, giving of their time, all the ways that, that people sacrifice for one another, who have sacrificed for me. God, thank you. Thank you for what you've done in everyone's hearts here, that, that, that we're that kind of people. And I pray you continue to increase that. I pray that you help us to grow into maturity, into Christ, that we look more and more like him. God, and, and that thankfulness, that this attitude that we have and, and hopefully are developing isn't a seasonal thing. God, I, I hope these things just continue to increase. And as we are headed into wrapping up a year and headed into a new year, God, I pray for defining moments. I pray for moments where things turn around for us if we've not been listening to the voice of God. Lord, help us to see through the lies, the deceit, and cling to the truth. Help us to follow Jesus. Help us to stay in step with the Spirit. Help us to love above all else. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to stand and sing our closing hymn, and uh, if anybody's got anything on their heart they need to come up and share or get prayer for or any decisions that need to be made, we just want to invite you to do that as we stand and sing. 264, no?